1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there.
2: Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. caller. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is a different show, not like the old show. It's the new show. Same guy, but different topics. Topics that are brought to you by the listeners. With that said, why don't we go ahead and get started? We'll kick it off with L. Peter.
0: Hey, Ryan. Hey. Peter Thomas from Milwaukee. What's up? Love the podcast today and the rant. Thank you. So you're talking about Jair being a leader on this team,
2: sounds like and a good getting idea. Getting
0: him fired up to lead the rest of yep. the guys. The problem is, he wasn't voted captain. Ooh, so that tells you what the team thinks of Jair. Yep. that's the problem. Please explain.
2: Thank that you. I'll keep listening. I forgot about that. That does seem to be a bit of an issue. I mean, again, the whole the whole captain thing is stupid, but. It almost makes it dumber that it's the players doing it. I don't know. I mean, the coaches could be strategic about who gets it. Rodgers gets it. Kenny. I don't know how many there are, but Rogers, Kenny, Rashawn, Jair. Does there have to be more offensive guys. I can't think of maybe Bakhtiari if he could play a game ever. Um, because yeah, you you want you need those guys playing at one hundred and ten percent. Being at their best, because it's critical that we have them at their best. It's the whole point of trying to find these elite players is that they're elite players. But beyond that, you want them to set the tone. Whether the players respect them or not, I don't really care. These are the guys I want setting an example for you. See, I don't know, man. All I know is we need Jair to be at his best. We need him to be motivated. We need him to feel important. And um, the coaching staff has to take an active role in that. There needs to be opportunities for Joe Barry to look to Jair and say, I need you right in front of everybody. I'm counting on you. You want to show everybody you're the best corner in football? Now's your opportunity.
3: Hey, Ryan, how you doing? This is O.G. Boomer out of Germany. Doing good, man. I'm I'm not too bad. I'm I'm just sitting here trying to catch up with Pat McAfee. And I unbelievably, just as you called it in your cast today, Aaron said he had a fantastic, wonderful time in London. He got to see the stadiums and fanfare and everything else. And for him, that's fantastic. That's how he opened his interview with Mike So I just paused it right away. I didn't even continue listening to it. The first 22 seconds of what Aaron Rodgers had to say about that game in London were about just what you talked about today. Good work. I thought it was a great podcast today, and it, I think it covered pretty much everything I was thinking. So, yeah, keep it up. Uh, pretty soon, I think that locker room, the pressure is going to get to to the fellows in there and the coaching staff to say, "Hey, you know what, Aaron? That's enough." Thanks, Ryan. Keep it up.
2: Well, you know, I, I. It kind of just goes back to what I was saying about, are they going to change? Is there going to be something in Aaron Rodgers and and the coaching staff and stuff saying, you know, I, I thought I could have done all those things, basically treated it like a mini vacation and just go through the motions with the meetings and some little light workouts and then just go live it up and live the nightlife. And then show up and just whoop on the Giants, and that wasn't the case. And you know, maybe we're not as good as we thought. Maybe we need to put in a little bit extra effort. Maybe I need to put in a few more hours of of study, and you know, a little little bit more work here and there. But I don't think that's the case. And and the evidence for that is the fact that you just listened to him on Pat McAfee talking about how great it was. Right? He obviously doesn't feel any remorse for it, or any feeling of of reservation about you know maybe I should have spent a little bit more time on football and less time touring England because that's what you can do when you're not there to play a football game. The off season is like 6 months long. And he's a m- multi 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 millionaire. He can charter a private flight anytime anywhere, get to England, get a private tour of every stadium that you want to see. You don't need to do it when you're going there to play the Giants. And again, we talk about leader setting an example. What's the example? Romeo Dobbs is is from what we hear putting in a lot of extra work. Have you ever started a new job and you're all full of piss and vinegar and man, you're, you're doing everything everybody asks of you and you're going above and beyond and you're putting in all the work and then you notice it's kind of a relaxed atmosphere and you kind of slowly start to work down to everybody else's level? It's a real thing that happens. Not everybody's going to do it. Some people are going to work like crazy. Other places, they're they're going to work down to their own level no matter what. doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. But there is a general sense of everybody kind of just going at the pace of everybody else. Rashawn Gary is a guy that doesn't really care what everybody else is doing. He's going to put in a lot of work. But there are other guys, young guys on the team, who have a decision to make. And the the fact that it even is a decision is kind of frustrating. Am I going to put in extra work, which it shouldn't be considered extra, it should be considered required. Should I put in extra work or should I do what everybody else is doing? Guys like Rodgers and everybody else and just going out and doing the whole nightlife thing. I mean, again, we're we're talking about being the best of the best of the best. How bad do you really want a Super Bowl? I'm just curious. I know he talks about wanting it real bad, but I don't see it. I, I see a guy that thinks he's the greatest ever and doesn't really need anything. I don't need the offseason. I don't need extra time. I don't need anything. I, I can just walk onto a field and dominate. The problem is there's hungry teams, and the Giants are a hungry team. And we saw that. It's a new young coaching staff that's hungry and fired up and has got these guys believing that, Things are going to change in, in, uh, for the New York Giants. The Packers just think that they're real good. And, and you know, like you said, the pressure is going to build. But the question is, what's going to happen? Are they going to wake up at some point and say, man, we're, we actually need to kind of, we need to do a little extra here. We need to go above and beyond. We need to step it up a little bit. Again, I'm, I'm honestly kind of stunned to find out that, I mean, <laughs> you have kids in college who are pulling all-nighters to study for tests. What are National Football League players doing? They pull in all-nighters to study for their upcoming opponents. Have you ever heard, and I I don't hear this from, from most teams, so it's not like an Aaron Rodgers thing. It's just I'm stunned at the lack of seeming basic effort. Wouldn't it seem basic you as a quarterback and your receivers go out and work on some stuff? I mean, Christian Watson's behind, right? And we're not going to spend a lot of time in practice with Christian Watson because he's not a huge part of the game plan, at least in terms of adding things. So why don't you think, what's that next thing that you want him to be able to do? Why don't you pick one route every week? You don't have to work on it in practice. You can work on it after practice. Grab Jair or Stokes or one of the corners and go work on the routes that we're not currently doing. And then as he starts to develop, you can go back to Matt LaFleur and say, he's growing in these areas. We should try it. Pick one freaking route and perfect the timing. That's the whole thing, right? Well, the timing's off. Well, are you practicing it? Well, no, because he's not really, you know... Practice it over and over and over. Do it a hundred times before the next game. Do it a hundred times. Why can't you do it a hundred How long does it take to run a hundred routes? You do one every 30 seconds? So it'll take an hour if you do it nonstop? So you could easily do it in a day. I'm talking about over the course of a week, doing it a hundred times. Why not? Stokes wasn't exactly perfect in this game. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Rather than just showing up on the uh, at game time and expecting these guys to to know what they're doing expecting the wide receiver coaches and and Matt LaFleur to get these guys ready. And then when they go out there and the timing is slightly off, throwing your hands up in disgust, why don't you take the bull by the freaking horn, go up to Christian and say, come with me. Stokes, come here. Grab a coach. Come here. You're not going home today. Call your family. Sorry, coach. Whatever coach. I don't care. The wide receiver coach would make the most sense, right? Because primarily we're trying to tweak Watson. But anybody else that wants to stay, that's fine. We'll find use for you. Royce, why don't, you, why don't you come over here? <laughs> Anybody want to push Royce around? He's struggling. He ran a route in this game and the timing was off. We're going to do it 100 times until you get it right. Because we're going to go back to that next time and you're going to be open. Because guess what? He was open. He just, he just came out of his route one, two seconds too late. Partially because he was being pulled. But again, it doesn't matter. We're going to perfect it. And then next week we're going to work on a new route. And next week we're going to work on a new route. And by the end of the year, we've got a full route tree. But no. Rogers is going to go home. Drink a couple fingers of scotch. Watson's going to go do what he's doing. Stokes is going to go hang out with the DBs. They're going to play video games, go out to whatever it is they do. The library, probably, I'm sure. That's what young millionaires do. They go to the library. How bad do you want it? That doesn't even... You enjoy football. I'm asking you to play a game for an hour with your friends. I tell my kids to do that when they're annoying me. Go outside. Do I have to? Yes. Okay. You can't do it? I don't get it. What, are you afraid Watson's going to get hurt? What's the alternative? He doesn't play this year. He's relegated to jet sweep duty. Why can't you do it? And and that's true of everybody. Royce is struggling. Kenny, take him. You're the best defensive tackle we have. Show him some stuff. Take the the offensive line coach. Here's what I'm trying to get him to do. Here's what we're working on. This is where he's struggling. Hit him with this, and do it again and again and again until he gets it. This one hour workout thing where we're doing a whole bunch of. By the time the hour's done, how much work have you done? How many times has has Christian Watson run a route and caught a pass once, twice. I would love to know how many passes, like actual passes from Aaron Rodgers running routes against a DB in practice. He runs in a week. And how many times do they practice, actually? Like padded practice doing stuff? Three times? Does he catch six passes, maybe? So stupid. A hundred.
4: Hey, Ryan. This is Roger calling from North Carolina.
2: Hey, Roger. Hope
4: you're doing all right. Doing all right. I've been kind of... Sitting back, just waiting to see if I wanted to call, and uh, here I am.
2: Appreciate that. Uh,
4: to me, a bunch of guys got paid. They're comfortable. They don't care about Super Bowls.
2: Isn't it weird? I, I swear, I'm not. I'm not good enough at this to be coordinating all that. Isn't it weird how often themes start to emerge? I just got done saying that. How much does he actually want it? I mean, you know, it's... It's it, it it's kind of like... It's one thing to want... I really want to win the lottery and I don't play the lottery. Does that make any sense? Not really. I mean, I guess it kind of does. It's not the greatest example because I know I'm not going to win, so I shouldn't waste my money. It's a stupid thing to do. But But there are examples like that. It's one thing to really, really want to be in good shape. But are you willing to... Go on a diet and exercise? There are a lot of people in this world that would love to look like The Rock. Well, need steroids to do that, but um, I don't know. Who's who's the new? I'm out of the loop. They want to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Funny enough, I think you actually use steroids to look like that, but you don't need to. But when I go outside, I don't see a lot of people that look like that. It's one thing to want it. It's another thing to be as psychotically obsessed as is required to actually look like that. Right, A lot of people want to look like The Rock. Almost nobody does. Because only a very, 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 very select few not only have the physical makeup, but the ability and drive to do it. That's the point I'm trying to get across with this whole football thing. There has to be a psychotic obsession. I hate to even bring it up. It's in poor taste, but I'm going to. Tom Brady ruined his marriage for football. That's the kind of psychotic obsession I'm talking about. His wife said, I can't do this anymore. I can't take it anymore. You're never home. All you do is football. You train. You practice. I've had enough. I want you here with the family. He retires. And then he says, I can't do it. I want to go back. So he goes back. Family puts up with it. Wife puts up with it. They come up with a compromise for Wednesdays or whatever. All his guys end up getting hurt, whatever. I, I got to practice this Wednesday. I got to do it. I, I got to put in the work. I have to do I I can't not do it. His, his entire diet regimen, every single thing he puts in his body is geared toward... Granted, he did get hammered after they won the Super Bowl, but generally everything he does is geared toward being the guy that he is. It's how he can play at 45 years old or whatever his age is. Because he's a psychopath. That's what it takes. I know you're, th- there are people in the league that are naturally gifted and sit on that and say, I'm just good at this. But it's, it's the teams that are psychotically obsessed and the players that are psychotically obsessed that are going to put in that work. Those are the guys that are going to thrive. And so yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't say, I don't know what they do all day after. Maybe they're out there just grinding. I'm sure some of them are. But again, it I, I was so annoyed, and I'm sorry I'm taking this whole thing here. I always got so annoyed when like you know AJ Dillon. I love AJ Dillon, but every time you see MVS AJ Dillon, a couple other guys, they're constantly talking about gaming. Right? Like, I'm going live, we're gaming, who wants to join in, whatever. There would be videos of guys being like, dude, I'm playing with A.J. Dillon right now. I'm actually streaming with, uh, with MVS from the Packers. It's crazy. What are you saying? These guys can't have a life? Hell, it's a question of how bad do you want it. And if you're putting more time into video games as you are film study in, in your private time, that's a problem, and it's going to show up.
4: I really believe that. Rogers, top of the list. Rodgers is going to do what Rodgers wants to do. I've been taking crap from Bear fans and Viking fans for years about his selfishness, and they're right. He's going to do what he wants to do. Here you got a guy that would break both his legs when as hard as he can every freaking time you give him the ball. Simon Aaron Jones, best guy on the team, not only as a player, as a person, and they won't give him the ball. And finally, he had enough this weekend and said something in the locker room. Good for him. Good for him. He should have gone somewhere else and played and got more money. I'll talk to you later, buddy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think I made that point um, in my my own personal tirade about it is I I just feel bad for him. He's being underutilized. He's not being treated like the star that he is. And he, he, you know, to take a pay cut... To stay in a place where they don't appreciate you is, um, again, you want to talk about a good guy, that's a heck of a good guy. He, he, that's that's multiple <laughs> multiple hits he took. I Again, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how much time Rodgers puts in. Maybe he's putting in a massive amount of work when he's at home and he's he's working with trainers and he's working with wide receivers and all that stuff. I don't know that he isn't. But Rodgers seems pretty open about having a, a work-life balance and enjoying his life. They go out to London, he spends time seeing the sites. I'm sure he does that in other places. When they go to New York, does he just grind or does he go see the sites? Go out and see a show, go out and do this, go out to the meet some friends. You know, he's got his book club, so he's obviously doing a lot of reading. He's dating, so he's got a social life. He meets up with friends and whatnot. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't do anything, but we hear a lot of things, right? I I know about all these things, why would why would the things that they're doing as far as going above and beyond for football be secret, but all the things they're doing just for fun be public? I don't think it would be. That's my point. Rashawn Gary works hard. We know because we see it because he shows it on social media and everything. Other guys put on social media their other things that they do. So I don't want to go too hard into it because I don't know for sure. But I just I, the attitude has never been, you know. Rodgers, for sure, definitely doesn't have the attitude of the only thing that matters to me is is football. He's made it very clear that that's not the case. And, and that is a healthy perspective, but it doesn't help us. It doesn't help the Packers. And it, maybe it's unfair to pick on him because he's not the issue. There's other guys that need to be putting in more work than him. Christian Watson should be doing what Romeo Dobbs is doing and putting in extra work. You know, Royce Newman probably should put in a little extra work. The offensive line in general and all, all these different guys maybe could be doing some more work. Maybe Rodgers can just sit back and, and do what he does and be the greatest and be the MVP. I mean, he, he, he won MVP doing exactly the same stuff, but it just, it's just a little frustrating when it seems like they're content to just do what's required, which is very little these days as far as the CBAs and the agreements. They're, they don't do much, which leaves a huge gap in there for, for people that really want to excel and be better than everybody else. There's, there's a huge gap. Because while everybody else is sitting around not doing stuff, you can put in a ton of work and really thrive. But anyways.
5: Hey, Ryan. uh, This is your new favorite person from Scranton calling you again, Randy.
2: Hey, Randy from Scranton. Uh,
5: You know, after leaving that last voicemail and listening to everybody else's voicemails and you discussing them, I kind of think we, we got to start looking at the positives.
2: Yesterday we did a lot of that, and for some reason today is going in the opposite direction. I don't know. <laughs> I don't set the tone. You guys set the tone. I just go with it. You guys are putting me in a bad mood. This is your fault.
5: You know, no one's really talked about the injuries. You know, I think we're one of the teams that hasn't had any significant injuries yet.
2: It's a positive and also a negative because we should be winning. <laughs> we should be doing better. Tampa Bay, massively injured, almost lost. New England, massively injured, almost lost. Giants, massively injured, and we lost. But no, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You're right. It's a good thing that we're not injured. A couple
5: things here and there. I think Jair was out with a groin and Amos with a concussion. But other than that, I think we've been pretty lucky. And, you know, thinking about it a couple months ago, we didn't know if we were going to have Bakhtiari, Jenkins, or Tunyon back. Right. So I, I, I feel like we gotta be a little more appreciative of what we have right now. And, you know, they didn't hire LaFleur for no reason. I, I think, you know, give it a couple more weeks and, and, you know, maybe we'll have a real good hold on the offense. Um, and, uh, one more thing I wanted you to discuss, um, Kylan Hill. Well, what's 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 the updates on him have we heard anything on him yet and you know if
2: he comes back funny you should say that you sent this today at eleven thirty today well yeah today um i i've been completely disconnected i've been I, I hardly on social media at all i i very briefly saw a couple tweets saying kylan hill's back i don't know what that means I haven't heard anything. I haven't followed up. I haven't looked into it again. I've spent five minutes on Twitter today, so I'm very out of the loop. I just, I just, before we started this thought, Hey, the injury reports out, I should probably look at it. I just for the first time saw it. Um, and I saw the Aaron Rodgers thing, which again, I, I hear a couple people saying Rodgers hurt his thumb and I don't really think anything of it, but then I see he didn't practice. And now I'm like, Oh crap. I should probably go back and look at those tweets and see what's going on. Is he, he's going to play Right. I don't know. But, uh, no, i um very out of the loop, but, but I think he's back. Sooner than later, what, what's his role going to look like in this? Huh? That's the other question. His role in the offense, I would think, is extremely minimal. Maybe they get him mixed in a little bit um, to take a little bit off of, <laughs> as hilarious as that sounds, Jones and Dylan's plate, so that they can stay fresh. Not that that's what we need. We should probably go in the opposite direction. But I think the biggest thing everyone's focused on is he going to be doing special teams, and the answer is probably. Um, I believe he was our kick returner last year. And Christian Watson did that a little bit. Maybe they're going to keep Christian doing that. Uh, he's hurt right now. So I couldn't tell you. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I, I don't think he was a punt returner. So I don't think Amari is completely done. He's the punt returner right now. But I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I I think it's an underwhelming bit of news either way, because he's an underwhelming running back and an underwhelming kick returner and I don't. I don't say that necessarily to be to be rude. I, I, I'm just saying it's. People get very hyped up about stuff like, "Ooh, this is a big deal," and it's like, it's it's not.
5: You know, are they just going to throw him back on on kick return and 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 that's it? Yes. Um, I I'd, I'd love to hear uh, if that what at you, all you have I to don't say know. about him as well. And uh, by the way, this after dark call-in thing is freaking genius. Well,
2: thank you. Hey, thank thank you. This is the first time wife. I've
5: saw a podcast with someone doing that. So I appreciate all your work and, and uh, letting everyone uh, be able to get an opportunity to call in and, and uh, share their feelings on the team. All right, go, Pat, go. See you, Ryan.
2: Thank you. I will pass that information along to my wife that she is a genius, although maybe I shouldn't because I don't know if I've ever called her a genius, and that would be kind of bad when it's like it's been like 10 years. Have you ever told her she was a genius? It's like, I don't know. I probably have once or twice a little short on voicemails today huh yeah i so i think up till now that was it those are all the voicemails we had so three or four maybe five and i was like i don't think there's enough to do a podcast so i just threw it up on twitter usually when i solicit it and i'm like hey we could use some more calls if, if you're maybe one or two come in we've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen granted uh, five of them are Thomas Austin, five of them are JJ, and two of them are Clayton. But still, <laughs> yes, I was short, and we are no longer short. Um, so, there's yes, there's going to be a lot of Thomas, JJ, and Clayton after Mr. Green.
0: Well, Mr. Green checking
2: in. Hey, My final
0: thoughts on the Giants game? Uh, everything Clayton said was correct. Thoughts on the Jets coming up? Uh, get right game, it's going to be a grind Pack is going to win. Favorite pizza topping, pepperoni, obviously. Go Pack, go. All
2: right. And those those are the three. Usually I put up, I don't know why I do that. I put questions on there, but really it's talk about whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. Um, But I, I guess just something to jog your memory. But I, I don't want people to think like this is what you need to call them. You need to talk about whatever you want. I don't care. But I said final thoughts on the Giants game. Um, What you think about the Jets coming up, which we need to – start turning our attention to that, and then favorite pizza topping. And I would agree, pepperoni. A couple caveats, though. Number one, as I get older, my tastes are starting to change, and my tastes are starting to get a little crotchety. There is now such a thing as too sweet, which I always thought was stupid when I was younger. Like, that's not a thing. Now it is. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm eating pepperoni, and it's just a little more than I uh, need especially if it's super loaded. Plus, a lot of times it gets really greasy. It's like, eh, this is just a lot of grease here, boys. And I will say, there are certain places and certain kinds of sausage that that will be 100% my pick is sausage pizza. Especially as I'm getting older now, like as my tastes change. I Just just thinking about it right now, the thought of taking a pepperoni pizza over a real good sausage pizza is laughable. 100% laughable. But I uh, I'm one of the few people in the world that sometimes is like, just give me a cheese. I didn't even realize people thought that was stupid, but some people think that that's stupid, but I, uh, I'm i always down for a good cheese pizza, man. Uh, why don't we take a break here? We've got, again, 10 calls between J.J. and Thomas Austin and then a couple Claytons. I think we're going to alternate. We're going to do Thomas, J.J. Clayton, Thomas, J.J. Clayton. We'll just keep doing that until uh, we run out of time or calls. That might not be great if they're supposed to be in order, but I don't care. We're going to do it the way that I want to do it. It's actually funny because... I think JJ and JJ and Thomas both tried to call in like right after each other but Thomas called at 256 257 JJ called at 257 Thomas called at 258 259 JJ at 3302 303 305 and then Thomas back at 319 <laughs> like, I don't know if they like coordinated this with each other or they're like let's let's do a call in race it'll we'll call it the master race what let's take a break
6: All righty, Ryan. I saw on Twitter... Yeah. You're wanting to know my favorite toppings on pizza. I need
2: to know it, Tom. Well, I'm going
6: to do the opposite. I'm going to tell you my least favorite. That's fine. Well, one I never had... Uh, Sorry. That's
2: kind of... No, never mind. Go ahead.
6: On there, but I'm never going to either. Yeah. That just sounds horrendous. People who do that, I don't know what's wrong with it. It is weird. I don't know what's going on in their lives, that they want to do that to themselves, but I just... Can't get
2: behind that um but yeah okay gotta call in bye thank you tom is that even a thing like i know sardine pizza is like it's super popular like sardines on pizza as far as like a talking point i i don't think i've ever seen sardines on a menu it just dawned on me now like if i wanted to get a sardine pizza where would i get that i can't go to pizza hut they don't have sardines who has sardines for their pizza Maybe some old school pizza joints or whatever, but I've never seen anyone order sardines. I've never seen a place even have sardines. I don't know. Apparently, they just taste salty. But I couldn't tell you my least favorite pizza because I've I've never had it. Um, I guess I could tell you the least favorite I've ever eaten, and it's uh, it's well, my least favorite topping is onions because it'll ruin an entire pizza. We we used to do this when I lived at my grandma's house. We would get Crossroads pizzas. One of my one of my favorite Wisconsin pizzas. And we get like a half and half, much to my dismay. We started getting just two pizzas because I couldn't handle it anymore. But I would eat a pizza and I can taste it. She's like, you can't taste it. I'm like, yes, I can. I would know if I picked up a slice that there's an onion somewhere in this slice. I can taste the onion. Sure enough, I lift up the cheese. There's the piece of onion. It always spills over. It's nasty. I don't want that. And it infects the whole thing. At least olives, which are disgusting. At least I can see it. It the, the flavor doesn't seep over. I don't know how because it's like a juicy thing. But I guess as long as the juice doesn't get on, you're fine. But like you, you can see an olive, you pick it off and you, you can move on with your life. Onions, the same with like burgers from McDonald's, they put onions on. You're not getting them off. You're not. You do your best. I mean, I, I, you try to scrape them off as best as you can, but you're eating an onion sandwich. I hate onions on pizza because they just spread like a virus. If you want to get an onion pizza, that's fine. I, I, I can live with the smell. It's not great. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to die from it but as long as you get your own pizza and I get my own pizza, I'm not splitting with you because the whole thing is ruined. Uh, JJ's in the house. What up?
0: So I got a question. I I feel like some people, uh, including you. Oh boy. Think that a lot of us people who eat veggies are like just pretending that we like to eat veggies. Kind of. That's how it comes across. And I'm just, curious if that's something you actually think
2: (sighs) not really but kind of um i i I don't know i i I don't really know i i know it it seems to me like people pretend to love veggies and i don't think anybody loves it i think people maybe like veggies the way i like fruit like it's good but i'm not gonna go out of my way to go get it sometimes it kind of hits the spot i guess but um Again, with vegetables, usually people who eat vegetables, I mean, I'm not talking as like a side, like I am i just want to go eat a cucumber. Has anybody ever done that? I've done that with meat. You get a log of meat, you've done that with cheese, bread and butter is delicious. I don't know necessarily bread by itself, but I mean, it's fine. It seems like with vegetables, it's always either, you know, like I love them when they're deep fried, covered in cheese. Um... I don't know. I, I I know some people like vegetables. I'm not saying everybody hates it and is just lying, but it's uh seems to me even people that like vegetables have a lot of rules around how it needs to be prepared and everything because it's you know they'll they'll concede like oh well if you eat it, obviously it's bad you ate it like that and then it yeah it's horrible you got to do it like this special way to make it taste good. I don't eat food like that. I don't. the The only thing that's kind of close is like tuna when you mix mayo in it, but I can eat tuna by itself. It's not disgusting. I can't think of a single thing where it's like. This is a delicious food. But if you don't make it just exactly right, it's just the worst thing you'll ever eat in your entire life. I don't know. Just saying. Go ahead. Sorry. Because
0: you asked on, on Twitter for a favorite pizza topping. Yeah. And my mouth started watering. I started thinking about my favorite pizza combo ever, which is sausage, pepperoni, and mushrooms. But it's got to be canned mushrooms because the fresh mushrooms are...
2: I don't, you know, I'm just not a fan. First of all, <laughs> that's exactly what I was just saying, but no, I, I like saying my grandma's that way, my wife is that way, they want like the veggie pizza, you know, they they don't want meat on it, just like, give me a, a veggie. I, I know that that's, sometimes people do that, I guess, as as like a accent, and I, and I kind of get it to a point, because I'm kind of that way with onions, like I I I like the aroma of it when you're cooking. It adds a nice flavor to things. I don't want to crunch and I definitely don't want to taste like just raw onion, but it kind of, it can add to something. I kind of get that a little bit.
0: And then I thought, I can't say that on this podcast because he's going to be all like, oh, mushrooms, come on. Nobody likes mushrooms. That's disgusting.
2: (laughs) No, I know people like mushrooms. Anyways,
0: I I guess that's my question is, do you guys actually think that we just pretend that we like veggies or, or what?
2: No, I I know that people like vegetables. I just think it's a weird food that, see, I, I guess you got to see it from my perspective as someone that doesn't eat vegetables, because everybody tries to push, push them on me. Like, dude, you don't like them. They're so good. And then when they try to explain it to me, it's like no other kind of food. It's not, it's, it's, it's not like that's crazy. It tastes delicious. Like brownies. Like my, my wife, here's an example. My wife doesn't like cake. She doesn't like cake. She doesn't like soda. She's almost hardly ever drank it. My kids don't drink it because we don't have it. I don't really drink it. I like it, but I don't buy it. And my wife hates it. So it's never in the house. So our kids, I don't know if they've ever even had it, to be honest. I I'd, haven't I'd even thought about that. I know a couple people have, and they're like, oh, it's spicy. I don't like that. I'm like, well, whatever. You're going to be weird when you get older. People are going to think you're weird, like your wife, like your uh, like your mom. But I don't need to, like, oh, you've never had it, like that, 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 It's like, you know, like cake. Like, I don't need to qualify it. Now, you could say, you know, th- th- there's some people food is ruined for them because they've only had it horribly made, like super dry cake or dried out meat or whatever. But, you know, when when people try to sell broccoli to me by like, have you tried drenching it in cheese? Like, why don't you just hand me a can of cheese whiz and I'll just eat it that way. Why do we got to put broccoli in it? I don't get that. Why are we adding worse things to it? So that's more what I'm talking about. Like people seem to want to apologize for it. And again, the, the thing with like vegetarians trying to make their vegetables look like meat. Why are you doing that? That that doesn't happen in any other category. Nobody does that with fruit. They don't do it with grains. They don't do it with meat. It's only vegetables where it's like, oh, come on, guys, it looks like a steak. You should try it. Why? It's like you're always apologizing for being a vegetable. Everybody always has to like make these special exceptions, and I'm just like, yeah, you're you're demonstrating to me that it's not great just by the way you guys talk about vegetables. I I I know you like it. You like your veggie pizza, and you like all this different stuff. That's that's whatever. But it is the most unique food in that, in that way, in that it's super specific. A lot of people just absolutely hate it, and the people that like it are very specific. Well, I don't like those vegetables, but I like these, and only like them in certain ways, and certain preparations, and, you know, like you said, I don't, it's not good with fresh, it's got to be canned, because fresh is gross on a pizza or whatever, I, I don't know. There's always a thing with vegetables. Personally, I don't like to deal with that. I mean, it's like, it's like blasphemy if you put A1 on a steak. You know why? Because you're covering up the flavor of the meat by itself. That's good food. When somebody puts something on it and you're like, what are you doing? You're ruining it. That's a good piece of food. Can't imagine somebody trying to sell like, have you tried this cut of meat? Like, no, dude, here's what you do. You cook it to a perfect medium rare and then you dunk it in a bath of barbecue sauce and then put a handful of cheese over the top and melt it and then wrap it in croissant and then pull the meat out and throw it in the garbage and eat it. And it's so good. So i don't I don't know i I don't really care i just I just think it's funny because again, people are so pushy about vegetables, but then at the same time, when they try to explain why it's good, I'm listening to you talk about it, I'm like it doesn't sound good what you're describing.
0: you know I just feel like there's there's some bad blood between the non veggie eaters and the veggie eaters, and I a little bit get it because I find vegans, even the non preachy ones, to be somewhat annoying. Just kind of by virtue of their existence, you know, I get it. like, hey, I am too good to eat meat because I'm not an animal. Like-
2: and that that's kind of a perfect example. And, and I guess I kind of see it from that perspective, just in a broader sense. The way you probably see vegans is just kind of how I see general, like anybody that loves vegetables and tries to talk to me about why they're so good. I just see vegan because what a vegan is, is somebody who's clearly not happy with their life right they they're they say you know i I just love eating beans all day long, and they're clearly malnourished, I'm not saying vegetable eaters are malnourished, they're probably very well nourished, but they're their their skin is translucent, they have zero muscle mass, their like skin is just barely hanging on, they look unhealthy, they have no energy, probably smell bad because they don't shower very much, but that's a separate issue um Steve Jobs, did you know he uh I was reading his biography or whatever? People got really mad at him because he stunk. He refused to shower because he thought he ate like an all-apple diet, and that meant he wouldn't have any BO. So he just walked around stinking all the time, and people would tell him, and he's like, that's impossible. I'm on this apple diet. Completely uh, separate point. But, But again, it's like they come to you, and they're like, it's so amazing, and I'm just looking at you like, no, it's not, and you look miserable, and I'm sorry, but I'm happy for you. I'm stunned and disgusted, and I... I'm, I my skin is crawling just thinking about you having to eat that way your entire life. But um whatever satisfies your tongue, congratulations. So just know that when I hear you talk about how much you love vegetables, all I see is a vegan.
0: You. And I'm going, yeah, but it tastes so good. Anyways, I'm rambling a little bit, but that's that's kind of what I'm I'm feeling. There's there's similar to how there's bad blood between the vegetarians and the vegans. And then the meat eaters seems like there's a similar bad blood between the people who will eat anything including veggies and the people who will only eat non veggies
2: I think it just a lot of it comes down to like not understanding at all like i I have eaten it and it is just the most foul tasting honestly I've when I was younger you you ever like pick grass you ever put any of that grass in your mouth I could pluck a leaf off a tree and eat it. And I I wouldn't notice any difference between the level of satisfaction from that taste and any other kind of vegetable. Probably better because it's more mild. There's no difference in my mind. Like, you go outside and eat grass. It's, it's, I've, it's, it's a vegetable. It's the same thing. Apparently you can't eat it or whatever. Body maybe can't process it. Doesn't have the right nutrients. But as far as the flavor, pile of grass, probably better than like bean sprouts. So I don't get it. I, I I put this thing in my mouth and I'm chewing it and I'm like, nobody could ever, ever, ever like this. And from your perspective, it's just a food that tastes good. It's like, it's weird that you don't think it tastes good. It's like my wife's saying she doesn't like cake. Like, what is wrong with you? Why wouldn't you eat this? Or soda pop, whatever. I think the whole soda pop thing is stupid. I grew up in Illinois. I didn't find out there was even a thing until middle school. They were going through like different words that they say in Wisconsin that are weird. And um, they're like, do you know what they call pop in Wisconsin? And I was like, "Uh, no, I've been there. I have no idea what you're talking about. And they're like, soda. Like, who doesn't say soda? Like, that's a normal... Everybody in my class is like, what? Soda? That's so stupid. Like, I didn't know that wasn't a thing. Thought it was like personal preference anywhere you were. So it's just, I don't know. Soda, pop, it doesn't really matter to me. Same with bubbler. I didn't... Like, I don't say bubbler, but I didn't realize, like, that was just a Wisconsin thing. Slash Massachusetts thing or whatever. Anyways, we spent, uh... Enough time talking about vegetables. Let's see what Clayton's got going on. By the way, he spent a lot of time prefacing this call and a um, little, little nervous, but this should be interesting.
1: What's up, Mr. Ryan Schlitt? What's Clayton up? Clayton here. Um, just wanted to call in, man. i seen you tweet. Thought we would give you a buzz. Hope you're doing well. Hope the family's well.
2: All good, man. Um,
1: hope everyone now is off the ledge.
2: No. Not
1: necessarily you, but Packer fans in general. I know it's been a rough week. Um, I just want to say... Calm down. I would dare I would never dare to, you know, spell out relax. I know that would trigger way too many uh Aaron Rodgers haters at the moment. But (laughs) I just want to say this. You know, the tweet, of course, said me your thoughts on the Giants game, maybe how you feel about the Jets. And of course your favorite pizza topping. When it comes to the Giants game, guys, we lost by five points. Let that sink in. Five. That's one more than four, one less
2: than six. I will say this, though, Clayton. In defense of people that are upset, you're right. It was it was a, a, a near miss. But you're supposed to win by seven. So when you look at it from that standpoint, it's a, what, 11-point swing between what should have happened and what actually, actually I think it was eight and a half. So we're talking about a 12-and-a-half-point swing, 12, 13-point swing, um, between what is expected of the caliber of team that the Packers have and what the Packers actually did. But point taken, right? Barely lost a game. Big deal.
1: Five points we lost by. Okay, to a team that is now tied for the number two seed in the NFC. Okay? Now, why do I mention that? The New England Patriots in 2014, they lost their week one matchup, just like we did. And then turn right around in week four and they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football. And you're saying, why does that what does that have to do with the Packers? They lost to the Chiefs forty one to fourteen on Monday night football. All right? Now, that was the infamous game where Bill Belichick was at the podium and they said, Do you think you ought to think about going to Garoppolo? Do you think if you thought about making a quarterback change? And Belichick didn't even answer the question. He just laughed. He laughed, made a little, you know, snicker and looked away and just shook his head. They went on to win the Super Bowl. They won 12 games that year. We need to calm down. I mean, I'm hearing people call in, not necessarily on your show, but just other podcast people talking here and there, um, the live call-in show in Green Bay, and I mean, they make it – if I had not watched the game, if I didn't see the score, I would think that we got beat by 30 points. We dominated the first half. The second half, Joe Barry didn't adjust. That doesn't mean he should be fired. That means you you learn from the mistake, correct it, and move forward. Like, come on, guys, five points, five freaking points. Going into the game, Taequann Barkley is the best running back in the league is all I heard all week. Not saying I agree with it, but it's all I heard all week. And then he has a good game, and it's like, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, uh, anyway, so now, just like the Giants, we cannot overlook the Jets. You've got to be prepared. As fans, we've got to go in there and think that you've got to know this isn't a slam dunk. I'm already seeing people say this isn't a playoff team now. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how you know that. Maybe you've got a crystal ball. Everybody needs to relax. Oh, I said it. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. Calm down. Everybody chill.
2: So Clayton got cut off, so I, I said we were going to alternate, but let's just let him finish here.
1: All right, I ran out of time, went on a rant. The most important question was, what's your favorite pizza topping? Hands yes, down, sir. slam dunk, not even close, pepperoni grease. I could care less, less about the pepperonis, but i got to have the pepperoni grease just what? pulled up on top of the cheese. <laughs> That's what contributes to a true double chin. Wow. And uh, I'm about that live. Thanks for everything you That's do, buddy. That's impressive. Oh everybody calm down i'm gonna say it r e l a x
2: i i've never i respect that you you want to talk about a complete 180 from jj call jj's call to clayton's call we, we go from talking vegetables to uh pepperoni pepperoni grease i i thought i heard him wrong the first time like what what did he say is that some weird southern slang thing like Gonna get some pepperoni grease, and it's like, what does that mean? Yeah, it just means get a pepperoni pizza or something. I'm like, what? He said it again, and it elaborated on it, pooling up. I'm not gonna lie, I've been known on occasion to grab a paper towel if it's getting a little crazy and pulled up, and kind of dab the pizza because it's just kind of getting carried away. You can't do it when the pizza cheese is too hot because you, you pull cheese off of it, and it's just that's, that. Then now we're getting into blasphemous territory, but I uh, I respect that man actually wanting wanting the grease. I I want a good pizza so bad right now. I can't do it. I'm I've been real good about eating better, but I'm I'm just I'm craving a really good pizza. Uh so you inspired me to do something that I wanted to do a while ago and I I should save this for tomorrow, but I'm I'm curious enough that I need to know the answer, so I'm going to do it right now. I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. You gave an example of a team, you know, with a similar start. Um Let's see. So here we go. Three teams that look a lot like the Green Bay Packers through five weeks. I've got three of them: um, the 2003 New England Patriots, the 2007 Giants, and the 2011 Giants. All three teams won the Super Bowl. The let's well, we'll go from newest to oldest, I guess. Or sorry, oldest to newest. The 2003 New England Patriots. Week one. They lost to the Buffalo Bills, division rival, 31-0. The next week, they played the Philadelphia Eagles and blew them out 31-10, just like we kind of did with the Bears, beat them pretty bad. Then they played the Jets. Jets, by the way, were a 6-10 team. They started the season 0-4, and the New England Patriots narrowly beat, we'll call it narrowly, um, they beat them 16-23. They played Washington and lost 20-17, a close loss, but a game that you should have won and then beat the Tennessee Titans 38-30. So they got blown out week one, right? They go on to win one game handily. They won two games real close. The third game was a close loss, but to a team that they should have beaten. The 2003 Washington Redskins were a 5-11 and football team, and they, they ended up beating New England. New England finished the season uh, 14-2. So after their loss... Their blowout loss to Buffalo and losing an embarrassing loss to Washington, they didn't lose a single game after that, including beating Tennessee, Indianapolis, and the Panthers to win the Super Bowl. 2007 Giants, Tom Coughlin Giants. This team lost the first two games, got beat 45-35 against Dallas, 35-13 to the Packers, and then went on to beat Washington 24-17, Philadelphia 16-3, and the Jets 35-24. Now the reason, the other reason, there's a lot of things that these teams have in common. Number one, they are three and five through three weeks or through five weeks. Number two is the point differential. Right now the Packers have a point differential of one. That means they've scored one more point than they've given up this season. I set a um, search for teams that had a point differential between four and negative three. So kind of a three-ish point buffer, whatever. 2003 New England Patriots had a point differential of 2. So nearly identical to the Packers. The 2007 Giants had a negative 1 point differential, 2011 4 point differential. So basically about dead even. You've given up as many points as you've scored more or less. And then the 2000 oh by the way they they were a 10 and 6 team I think the Giants so they had a much different path. The 10 and 6 Giants did I even finish that one? Uh the 2007 Giants. Yeah, they they lost their first two won their next 3 they actually won their next 6 after those those two losses and then kind of had a win loss win loss thing whatever but they went 10 and 6 that year 14th ranked offense 17th ranked defense so it was a a tough hard fought you know not super pretty season unlike uh in fact they lost the final game before the playoffs they they were 1 and 2 their last 3 games before the playoffs they lost to Washington beat buffalo lost to New England and then they go in as a wild card into the playoffs. They beat Tampa 24-14, Dallas 21-17. The Packers obviously 2023 uh, to 20 and then uh, the Patriots they beat 17 to 20 17 to 14. Then you have the 2011 Giants, similar to the other Giants team, not the most dominant team. We remember this team very similar to what the Packers were. They lost week 1 14 to 28 beat the rams 28-16, beat the eagles 29-16, beat the cardinals 31-27, lost to seattle 25 to 36. So they're 3 and 2. Point differential is not great. They ended the regular season 9 and 7, got into the playoffs as a wild card, beat atlanta 24 to 2, the packers 37-20, 49ers 20 to 17 and the patriots 21-17. Couple things I want to highlight. Number 1, some people are going to be like, "Well, that's you picked three teams, whoop de doo." First of all, how many Super Bowls have there been? And how many, how many combinations of records are there through five weeks? There's, well, zero, one, two, three, four, or five. So there's six possible combinations for how, what your record could possibly be. So to be exactly in this narrow range of point differential and to have that exact record, because the exact record doesn't even necessarily matter, that eliminates a vast portion of teams. Now we're talking about, we're not even talking about teams that made the playoffs or ended with successful. That's something else we could do is how many people end with a successful regular season record. I'm sure there's a bunch of those too. We're talking about teams that went on to win the Super Bowl. There's three of them since 2003. But there's one other thing I want to highlight of these three teams that that stands out very clearly. I just want to read the scores that the other teams scored against them in the playoffs. 2003 Patriots, 14-14-29. 2007 Giants, 14, 17, 20, 14. 2011 Giants, 2, 20, 17, and 17. Only one game out of the 4, 8, 11 games was above 20. And that was the game against the Carolina Panthers for the New England Patriots. They won 32 to 29. All three teams relied on a real stingy defense to win. Is it just me or does it feel like that's kind of something that we would need is for this defense to really be clicking on all cylinders? And we just so happen to have a defense that has that ability. I'm not saying they're going to get there, but I'm saying, is there anything these teams had that we don't have? I don't necessarily think so. So this doesn't mean we're going to win the Super Bowl, but it is worth noting. You know, again, I go back and look and say, has anybody been in this situation and been successful? Well, not only successful, but won the Super Bowl. And just to further illustrate my point, I'm going to pick another random point differential with with an eight-point spread, okay? I'm going to go from 10 to 17. Do you know how many teams in NFL history have won a Super Bowl with that random assortment of point spreads? And again, it's higher, so we're talking better football teams. Same record, three wins, but a higher point differential. New England Patriots in 2014, and the 49ers in 1994. So there's actually less. So again, it's... it's. I don't know. Either I've made my point or I haven't at this point. I can't better explain it. Anyways, uh, point landed. We got to start flying. We got a couple... We got a a battle between Mr. Thomas Austin and uh, Mr. JJ. So let's get it rockin'.
6: All right, Ryan, I saw on Twitter there that you want to know my thoughts about the
2: Giants. Is this the exact same call? Sorry, go ahead. All
6: right, let's, Ryan. Let's I see where saw it goes. on Twitter there that you want to know my thoughts about the Giants game. Uh, I didn't like it. I liked one half, and then I didn't like another half, and then I got depressed. And then I remembered that I'm not a Bears fan, and then that got my spirits up a little higher. um. Uh, But yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't entertaining seeing them fall apart like that. I don't want to be too down because it's only, you know, week five, but at the same time, the build up to this team, the way that everybody was talking, Packers, the media, everything, I bought into the hype. And it's their fault for not coming through with that. How dare they? All
2: right, bye. It's not a bad way to summarize things. If nothing else, just remember you're not a Bears fan. Could be a lot worse. At least we have hope. (laughs) At least, well, some of us don't have hope, but that's, I don't know, that's not not my issue.
0: What is the point of baseball? It's trending on Twitter.
2: You're calling the wrong show. I'm going to
0: be honest. I, I didn't know there was baseball in October. I think this is like the playoffs or something. What What is the point? And if you don't think there's a point, can you pretend that there is a point? be okay. Give me, like, the devil's advocate. I don't think I can. Because I've tried watching baseball, and it sucks. It's
2: bad.
6: <laughs>
0: uh, I can go to a game live and enjoy, like, you know, the first 15 minutes of it. But then I get- See? Well, go, go ahead and finish. Dog, and I don't really want to go sit back down again, because... Uh, just looking around the stadium is more interesting than watching the game.
2: Literally is. The most exciting part of a baseball game is the tailgating beforehand and then walking through the the atrium, because it's like this big thing, like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then you got to sit there and watch baseball, and that sucks.
0: I do like... When they have the condiments. Yeah. You got so you your uh, ketchup. Mustard, That's exciting. Usually relish is the third one.
2: Sometimes I'll have like, like uh, guess the attendance, you know, and you got A, B, C, or D and you're screaming and stuff. Uh, actually, I, I remember going to a uh, baseball game with my grandma and my uncle and some other people, and they used to play a game. Um, you'd like bet a quarter on – Something. I don't remember how the game worked, but that was kind of fun. It was based on baseball, you know, like who got the most hits or who got the first score or whatever. Um, so that was fun. But no, baseball, baseball is horrible.
0: And then they do a race around the, uh, the Diamond? I don't know. Do
2: they do that in Wisconsin? Oh, they yeah. they in Ohio, where I'm from? They got the sausage races. Just wondering. Yeah, we got the, uh, the four, I think it's four sausages that race around because it's Wisconsin and whatnot. Um, so that's that's cool my uh aunt used to work at uh miller park so once a year she would get like a to sit in the box seats and and whatnot and that was a cool experience and i loved the experience of it but i i the best part was being in there because they got dude they got a full spread of like food like all you can eat food a full buffet they got like a fridge stock full of soda and beer and everything and then they got like tv so i'm like Why would I go out in the stadium and watch it out there when I can just watch it on TV and I got drinks and and food in here? So you want to know how bad it is as far as like, why don't you go to a game or I like to be home? I'm literally at the game and I'm watching it on TV because it's closer to the food. That's how little I care. And if I could have changed the channel, I would have. (laughs) Um, The only thing that sucks, the only thing that sucks is one of the games that I was at, we were in the box. I was inside the box. Everybody was outside watching the game. And I heard a lot of screaming and cheering, and everybody was going nuts. And I walked outside, and I didn't exactly know what was going on. It was um, who the heck was it? Who was the big guy that played for the Brewers a while ago? Real big, whatever. But he had an inside the the park home run or whatever you call. It. The ball got like stuck under the mat or whatever, so he made it all the way around the bases. Didn't even so I th- that was like a cool thing that happened in baseball that I was there for, but didn't watch because I was inside um, eating food. And, you know, but no, I, I don't, I don't like it, but it's funny. My, my grandparents, they, they kind of like baseball. They're, they're into the brewers or whatever, but back in the days of TiVo, they would always record the games. Grandma would record it, would TiVo it, which we still call it TiVoing, even though TiVo hasn't been a thing for like 20 years, but she would always fast forward, not just through the commercials, through everything, because it takes 10 minutes for that friggin' guy to throw the ball again. So she would fast forward through standing on the mound for 10 minutes to the next pitch. And then there's a two seconds of pitch, and then fast-forward, and then pitch, and then fast-forward. And at least that was slightly more entertaining, a better way to watch it. And then sometimes you just kind of keep fast-forwarding because the game's just stupid and people don't score points or whatever. I don't know. I have tried many times to get into it. I want to be into it because I like football. And how awesome would it be if I don't have to transition to something else or just nothingness? If I could, like, watch basketball or baseball, I can't do it. Um basketball is at least interesting, like if it's a close game at the end. I think that's pretty exciting. Even, even baseball. Baseball can be exciting like in the ninth inning if it's close. But that's the only thing that's exciting. Just get to the end. Baseball should be one inning. <laughs> then it would be exciting. The other innings don't matter. I just, well, I, I guess they do because if you score a bunch of points and it's like, crap, we got a lot of ground to, to make up. But I don't know, man. I, I just, it, it's, it's like everything else. If, if you didn't get into it as a kid, you probably aren't going to like it as an adult. People who eat really weird food is because they ate really weird food when they, was a, when they were a kid. You know, I, I if I wasn't force-fed, you know, tuna fish sandwiches as a kid, I guarantee as an adult I'd eat it and be like, this is the, nobody could ever like this. I love them. I just made them earlier today. Delicious. Used to love liver. If I had ke- kept eating it, I would still be eating liver sandwiches to this day. But for whatever reason, I stopped eating it. I tried it once and as, a, as an adult and I thought it was repulsive. But if I would have kept eating it, I would still love it. The the Braunschweiger or whatever, dude, I love that stuff. I didn't know what it was. So, you know, my dad liked football. So, you know, I grew up watching football with him and I got into it. I'm sure if he liked baseball, I'd be a baseball guy, but I didn't. So I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't get into it. I don't care. It's boring. Basketball, again, I, I kind of liked it when I was younger because I was, you know, living in Illinois during the Bulls era. But now, especially now, since I don't really know the players, and even the ones I do, it's I don't I don't know I don't I don't care I can't I think if I were to get into one, it would probably be basketball sooner than baseball. But honestly, as much as everybody makes fun of soccer and hockey, infinitely better. I'm serious. I I, I think soccer is ten times better than than uh, than baseball is because it because the fact that every goal means something and the fact that they're almost always they're always almost scoring somebody's always especially hockey they're always right around the net. So every every five seconds is like oh oh, 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 oh oh man that was go oh, here he goes oh man baseball is just like you're sleeping like do something. that and then out of nowhere something happens like oh nice 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 hit now what do we do while well, we wait forty five more minutes for somebody else to do that like oh come on soccer and hockey is always like ooh 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 so I can get into that for sure um let's do. We're getting late on time let's do one more thomas austin because i already clicked on it and if i don't play it then i'll forget tomorrow so we'll do one more tom and then we'll save the rest of the toms and jjs for tomorrow
6: hi ryan (laughs) so i saw on twitter that you want to know my thoughts about the jets
2: you see why i got confused and i was like wait a minute he already said that
6: and what the packers are going to do to them yeah well you see i never saw uh west side story so (laughs) you know it's Kind of to, to that point that I, I I don't know what they look like. Uh, so, yeah, but, you know, Packers could probably win in a street fight. I mean, Kenny Clark alone could probably take on, like, five guys. All right. <laughs> Bye.
2: This Thomas Austin calling in reminds me of, like, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way, I guess. I don't really know. But I, I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, Kenny Clark in a fist fight. Good, good point. Uh, we're going to leave it at that. I'm going to get going. You guys have a great day.